Hello. Wow. I was just going to get your thoughts on Doctor Who experience. Was really, really, really good, man. Um. Okay. What Alan means to say was a really good experience, and uh, this is just something that we thought we'd do because we thought we'd do videos. And Alan took how many photos did you take, Alan? About three hundred and something. Okay, so you'll probably find out it'll probably be an hour and a half video with Alan's photos and my video. Um, we had a fun time in London, England. Home of the Queen Mother. Who oh. Who'll be dead? Uh, oh. It's, it's, it's been good times, yes. It's been good times. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we said we'd do some recording over in London, and we've done it. So, bye. Bye. to watch your favorite TV program. Hit record on your VHS player. Tune in your NES and join Alan Price and Chris Vint with their views as we deploy Operation Retroshock. And welcome to episode 25 of Operation Retroshock. I'm Alan Price, and alongside me, as always, is... I'm Chris Fenton, I've got it, because there's no JPBs, so this is not going to be a fun Operation Retroshock. Well, I felt we didn't need Jelly Babies, and the fact that... And I know we said this quite a bit during our Doctor Who episodes, that we wouldn't... We try not to be long on subjects, but <laughs> this isn't going to be as long a podcast, obviously... Um, but those of you who are, what, well, not watching us, but will be watching us, uh, who <laughs> are listening to this on popculturenetwork.com, uh, will see in our area when this is up that we have a video posted above this. So you're getting both a podcast and a video to celebrate episode 25, which is yes. quite nice. So, But also, if you're listening to this on the iTunes feed, go to popculturenetwork.com. Um, as soon as you can, be it the Sunday when it comes out or uh, whenever, and look for the Operation Retroshock section, and you will find our trip to the Doctor Who experience video. Yes, um, which lasts for about 20 odd minutes. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll love it, and if you're not a Doctor Who fan, you'll still get a kick out of it because you'll go like, oh, look at that there over there, that's nice, and look at that there over there. And uh, if you're not a Doctor Who fan, I can tell you now, this will be the last Doctor Who episode for a wee while. A wee while, yes. Uh, we'll come back in about, what, months, is it March, so April, we'll do more Doctor Who, and then uh, June, we'll do more Doctor Who, and no, August! No, 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 no. We'll not talk about Doctor Who until, I would say, what is supposedly the 
two-part series. It'll be we'll come back and do it like when there's the break or something in the summer. We'll do yeah. something in the summer, but we'll leave it a while yet. But thank you to everyone who sent in their emails to do with their favourite episodes and um, posting on the forums about the episodes um, and stuff. Um, just it was nice to have the feedback and things like that. It was very entertaining, and it was nice. It was nice to see um, that when we got everybody emailing us after the show had went out, specifically the last one, and commenting about you know everybody loved seeing what each other had to say. Yeah. Because even Swain Halleck said that he's not a Doctor Who fan, but it's not. It takes a lot to get him committed to something for like three hours yeah. or whatever, and he said he thoroughly enjoyed listening to what we're talking about and things, so that was nice to hear as well. Indeed, it was. So, yes, um, this episode is going to be kind of Doctor Who related because we're going to take you through our trip and our, give you our thoughts of the Doctor Who experience in London, England at the Olympia 2 um, so yes where will we begin? what do you think? I don't know where we started like the airport <laughs> <laughs> we got on the plane and it went vroom, and then we met this guy and went hello and then he showed us around Forbidden Planet and I bought this t-shirt that looks like Peter Davison and it was cool no give him a proper shout out ok it was Dom White hello Dom who goes on Twitter as Action Fig Addict or something along those lines um, who was uh, taking us around Forbidden Planet and this is where a story gets a little bit odd because I was just standing there with Dom and Alan talking away and whenever we'd left I checked checking my phone for text messages and find an email from Jamil who I've dealt with on Facebook and um, um, on Facebook and stuff and he sent me an email saying did I just hear you your voice in Forbidden Planet <laughs> and I was just like yeah we're on whatever comic book shop we're at Atomic Comics or whatever which we saw um, James E. Talk Serial Geek and his Master Universe <laughs> book which was kind of um, strangely surreal and he said yeah uh, I heard the voice because I listened to your podcast and thought it might have been you, but I didn't want to come over in case it wasn't, and I look a proper idiot. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, well, that was... So that was kind of strange. But it was Forbidden Planet in that you got the shirt you're currently wearing now. Yes, which is kind of like, if you've seen Pixel Dan wearing his um, Ghostbusters t-shirt, it's very much in that same kind of vein, but it's to do with Peter Davison's Doctor Who outfit, so it kind of looks like I'm wearing a cricket jumper. Yeah, see, Delray. see, ladies and gentlemen, he had to pick the best Doctor to get the t-shirt for. Well, they don't have any part way, and I didn't want Tom Baker. Tom Baker's one didn't look that amazing, if I'm totally honest. It looked very dark. It was. So it did. He wore a dark outfit, but I don't I don't think it works on a t-shirt like Davison's does. Mm. It's because there's so much going on in Baker's, because he's got the coat, and he's got all that's under that, and then he's got the scarf. Yep. And all. Um, but definitely for the money, if you can, you know, if you're into Doctor Who and fancy getting a really, really good t-shirt. You go to ForbiddenPlanet.co.uk, they're the only place that's actually stocking them from what I know. Yeah, because um, you were up in Forbidden Planet in Belfast, weren't you, and they weren't there? Yeah, they weren't there, so... I'm trying to get you were, he was just, Chris was just so lucky because obviously in London they'll stock pretty much everything. Because yeah, and their Forbidden Planet was huge! It was absolutely crazy huge, because uh, <laughs> it was a case of... We walked outside and basically, like in normal shops, you would have various things on display in yeah. your window, and it'd be like on a mannequin or something like that. But no, instead, in Forbidden Planet, you have 
the possibility of buying a half scaled Iron Man thing for like one and a half grand and it's like <laughs> mm, I th- I'm an Iron Man fan but I think I'll well you could have either bought them or you could have bought the Ferrari uh, gambling set for a bit more yeah the Ferrari gambling set was about two and a half grand <coughs> just like what why do I want to pay two and a half grand for a poker set that has no meaning apart from having the Ferrari logo on I don't know I don't know um, but yeah, Dom was kind enough to give me some um, vintage figures such as Clawful, Beastman, Dragon Blaster, Skeletor and stuff. And actually gave me a sealed copy because I was beeping everywhere he went mm-hmm. of the second volume two of the New Adventures of He-Man. So that's all my, all my He-Man and she things all complete. And he was looking at it all the way back to the hotel on the underground train. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to have a look at the episodes and stuff, and um, oh, and then we had TGIs, which Alan was delighted with. Both I, nights we had TGIs. I love my TGIs. Yes, it was proper nice. So TGIs. it was. I go on record as saying it was a lot nicer than Belfast because it was. That was my entire aim of the trip. Nothing to do with. Doctor it's very strange because whenever <laughs> we were waiting, we saw a Thundercats poster. Oh, that was awesome. It's very strange and a poster for Spider-Man Four. Yeah, which has never happened and never will, because obviously it's getting rebooted. Like, would you really want to have seen a fourth one with Tobey Maguire? Uh, I don't know. I didn't like him from the start, to be totally honest. <laughs> uh, doesn't care for him. I just didn't like it. If I'm honest. But that's about the height of it for the first day. Um, obviously, second day, the Friday, is where it all kicks off and is the fun day. Well, the well, no, that sounds bad. Uh, it was the day. <laughs> it was the, the reason why we were yeah, there. It was the day the trip was made for. Um, so it's a case of we uh, travelled in, and uh, to cut a long story short, Paddington Station is absolutely manic for taxis. Um, oh yeah, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, manic but scarily organised. Yes, because like we entered the queue at Paddington Station um, because we just thought. Let, let's not arse about we'll just get a taxi straight to the Olympia um, and the queue ha- ha- was some length and I was like oh great we're going to be because in the Doctor Who experience you're actually to enter at a certain time when you book your tickets you pick a slot on the day mm-hmm. for when you're going to enter so like 9 to half 9 half 9 to 10 and so on and our slot was 12 o'clock but I'd forgot that it was such a wide opening time because I thought like the slots were 15 minutes not yeah. 30 minutes um, and it was a case of we were waiting for the taxis at about 10 to 12 and I was like mm, this is going to be pushing it but the sheer speed they get through that queue is just amazing um, but yeah we arrived at Olympia 2 in the taxi at the wrong entrance because the taxi driver decided to turn into the street for the main Olympia yeah, um, and, and I, they were like, "Oh, this must be the queue with all these women like, <laughs> mature women, shall we say?" Also, and like, no, Alan, there's a sign up there that has a point, an arrow pointing. <laughs> so it's kind of like hell for leather. We walked down, and then then we got our. Well, um, actually, one funny thing first is when I opened the door to the taxi, it smashed off a pole, and the driver didn't realize. <laughs> Did it? I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't see it because they were like, uh, I'm not talking about like a lamppost or something yeah. like that. I'm talking about. Uh, Way they can put like we concrete stubs, yeah, sort of say in the ground that are maybe only two foot high, but like ball, like with little bollards. Yeah, but the way that road was tilted, he, you know, he was <laughs> pointing the car was you know at a certain degree. Yeah, so the door swung down and whacked that, and I was just like, 
<laughs> I was like, run. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we got in and uh, checked our coats in because I said it was very warm in the place. Really freaky because obviously we were able to, you know, check our coats in, but also you go in and you get in a lift and there's an actual fancy lift guy yeah, there. Yeah, he's got like, oh, yes, how are you today? Yes, we're fine. Thank you. Uh, uh, you've arrived, get out. <laughs> and then we got our TARDIS um, bags Hello. with our like lithographs oh, and pictures. Lithographs and like a funky little book and a discount card and a lanyard and discount card which saved me quite a bit of money <laughs> and so, uh, something else as well and then um, you just basically queue up and there was this guy like no word of a lie it was older than I am and I'm old enough and he was yeah. dressed Ooh. he was dressed <laughs> it was hard to tell whether he was actually well he must have been dressed like Smith because he had but it's hard to tell sometimes between him and Triton. Mm, yeah. And um, he was dressed like him, and he had like one of the replica Sonic screwdrivers in his hand. So he's standing there scanning stuff, and then flipping it to look at it. And you, I, I felt like going up, yeah. going like, "Dude, seriously, it's okay. Wise up. It's okay. Get buying a Sonic screwdriver and all that sort of stuff. But when you're walking around with it uh, in a full-on public place, yeah, like as that, dressed like as the doctor, you know, it's okay with kids to do that. Yeah, you know, that's expected. But when you're someone who's 35, probably plus, yeah, and you're walking around doing this stuff in just the wide open public of everybody, you're just like, is his screws loose? I know <laughs> Doctor Who fans can be. So he's you know, got a screwdriver for. You know, <laughs> I know fa- Doctor Who fans can be diehard, but that's just pushing it a wee mm. bit too much yeah. so after we queued up we got into like this um, place where there was a screen and I was thinking to myself god there's like a it looked like there was hair or something down and it I was talking about it. so Alan goes like Chris, look Chris. it's like a crack it's like a crack so whenever it's just like you know like showing new bits from the series and yeah, stuff yeah like a and series then, 5 yeah. you know, and then the, do- the screen just like parts and then you go in and the doctor's on the video screen talking to you and you see um you're in Starship UK. Yeah, you see, ah, you see, like the um, telescope thing from Tooth and Claw, which is very cool. Yeah, it looked really, really sweet sitting there. And then you saw one of those Smiler things which was from the Beast Below, and um, oh, the you saw the face thing from the first or uh, Sands in the Library. Yes, yes, yes. Because she first tells you to go in. I and then, the information node. She's yeah. just talking to you. Yeah, and then you see the doctor on screen, and then he does something with a screwdriver, and you just hear this noise, and then you look around, and the TARDIS is sitting there. The TARDIS has materialised. But the way it was done was really creepy. It was really well done, but really creepy at the same time. The way they did it was that it was behind like this screen, and basically to make the TARDIS look like it was materialising it's like this special th- you know surface that if you pass a current through it it flashes clear and dark and all that sort of mm. stuff so it, it was done in time with the materialisation noise so it actually looked like it properly appeared there yeah and then of course <coughs> that was you know I was expecting it to be I was saying to Chris what you see it'll be like a, you know before this happened I was like we say it'll be like a projection onto the wall of the TARDIS and then you go through a pair of fire doors or something <laughs> stupid like that and then that happened, and I was just like, "All right, then." <laughs> um, and then the doctor fires up a screwdriver, and that flings the doors open, and he urges you into the TARDIS. Yeah, and you just see like you saw the guy dressed as the doctor, like basically run because there was all these controls that you had. <laughs> and I went, "It's not that I'm just standing here." So I like had you actually na- got the best one. I got like navigation or whatever, and then the doctor says, "Oh, he has this," and 
me and some wee kid put their hands up and they go like you need to do this here and I'm going thinking I'm not working uh, mind uh, this that at the beginning Chris's worked but I was standing beside him and it basically caused the floor to start bouncing yeah up and down it was just like whoa it was obviously he's Chris flying the TARDIS so I was like well done there Chris yeah so once we did that um, he said there was a problem and a hurry and you had this big like corridor to go the, through the back door of the TARDIS I didn't know there was such a back door <laughs> and then you had to go through and then that's whenever the Daleks appeared which was kind of cool the way I they think did the Daleks that. was probably the best part of it obviously being inside a replica of the TARDIS is pretty yeah. neat and going through the doors of a TARDIS is pretty neat Yeah. but the way they had like three Daleks in a room and the lights were going on top of yeah. their heads and they were speaking away it was just like and on the background, it was like you were on a ship, and you can kind of look out and see like all these other ships flying towards right, each other. And the it, command yeah, and it, it was it was really cool the way that was done as well. And but we won't tell you who the Daleks were facing off against because that would be a bit of a spoiler if you do decide to go. Oh, okay. Um, so was it after that? Then we had to walk through the dark, wherever the w- angels were. Don't blinkings! And he goes like, oh, there's angels there! And you're like, <laughs> there was like a couple of girls behind me, and all I heard was like, oh, crap! It's like, that's that's <laughs> the thing, it's all you heard was everybody going, oh, no, I can't blink! <laughs> no! And then we had to, after that, we had to put on our special radiation glasses. In other words, fancy 3D glasses. Yeah, and the 3D stuff on that was awesome. Because uh, it's basically a case of uh, the whole reason for the Doctor Who experience is the Doctor somehow ended up in the Pandora too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Same colour uh, and everything. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he escapes the Pandora as obviously expected. Um, but the Pandora like collapses in time or something like that. And yeah. It's like this big portal and you see the Cybermen, you see the Daleks and you see the Weeping Angels. And it really puts the cinema for 3D to shame. Yeah, because you had a Dalek plunger. Right I just in your had face. a Dalek plunger at my nose, and I was just I, like, "This is freaking." I had a weeping angel hand near enough on my face, and I was time to go like, "No, go away!" Like, no, but then you'd look like an idiot because like swiping at <laughs> thin air. Like, go away! Yeah. But so what happened after that then? Well, that's the, that was the end of the experience. Yeah. So was, and you walk out and you turn right and there is a full-on replica of the Pandora. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it is, and I was going up and then you just wobbling. Because <laughs> whenever we walked out, then I could hear the validation music, and I went out and listened. You were like, valley, 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 valley. <laughs> and then over to the right was all the Radio Times covers. Hey, that was actually a very good wee part of it. I like yeah. that they'd done that. Yeah, because you saw, like... <coughs> well you see in like the video you'll see like one of the pictures that has like basically all the times that the doctor has been on the front of the radio There's a times. Lot of times yep and then you see like John Pertwee going splink oh that has to be one of the best ones and then round the corner was all the doctor's outfits um but you also had a video booth for you to actually get like almost Photoshop or green screened, yeah, like superimposed. We're like, oh, why did we tell them that? <laughs> because we got our picture in the TARDIS, did we not? I know we did because we were Operation Retroshock. Like, well, they're, all the other ends, all the other ones were standing there, and somebody go, I'm not going to put you in this TARDIS, and like, no, oh, and then we were in proper TARDIS, yeah, and then um, you got like videos or videos, uh, pictures, um, printed out in like a nice little um thing that you open it you know like it looks like the pandorica kind yeah, of you open, it, open it up um so that's whenever the fun started because then we went around looking at the outfits which were so, so 
I think, that, I think that was where we spent most of our time on one kind of item. Yeah. So to say, in one area, uh, was the costumes going around, taking photos, taking videos, um, and as no doubt you have probably seen by now, if you have been looking uh, through the video first or this, go and see it after this. Um, you'll see that uh, Chris and I stand by our favourite uh, yeah. classic doctor <coughs> outfits. Yeah. It was weird because I did the fo- uh, video yeah, originally before going. Alan gave me his photos. And the only one that was missed from it was Colin Baker's. And you look at it and Colin Baker's, the actual buttons on his shirt and stuff, or on his oh. coat, were like little teddy bears. It's like so wrong. And you're like, oh. And no. the one thing about the Colin Baker outfit was that it was... Uh, a replica, I've been told, um, which seems a bit of an odd... He probably took it home and burned it. If only. <sighs> it seems really odd that, you know, I can understand Hartnells and Tritons and all being replicas because they were the really, really early ones. The chances of getting a pristine outfit to put on display yeah. was thin. Um, but when the likes of Peter Davison's and Tom Baker's outfits, um, you know, were show worn mm-hmm. and then Colin Baker's isn't it's just like what's the point of that because um, you, could, you could tell with the ones that hadn't been show worn you could just see they were like tailor perfect for like sitting yeah. on a mannequin mm-hmm. um, the only thing I think we were disappointed really with the outfits was the lack of the hats for some of the doctors because obviously uh Davison and all, and McCoy, yeah. and has has had hats. Yeah. Um, Baker as well, obviously. The points, uh, but obviously, I, th- I can understand them not being there because they would be easier to tea leaf or thieve, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely, the, but even I, if I you think were... the experience and the outfit room is basically worth the admission price alone. But even if you were to put, like, the mannequin standing, you know, like, upright, Mm -hmm. and then put the hat, like, almost on the hand of it, you know, like, if you were to to do it that way. Um, But once you went through there, then, um, around the corner... I forgot to say, really, um, in the middle of the outfit room is a a replica... (laughs) Not far off. That's what you said? You said it looks like a monkey? There's a replica 11th you know, the latest TARDIS in there, and there is a full mannequin, uh, Madame Tussauds style of Matt Smith, and it is really odd, but it's like this when people get these wax models themselves done, but it's a case of, Matt Smith has a really weird, you know, like, strong jawline. I think it would have been better, like a monkey. (laughs) I think it would have been better if, because you had all the outfits around there, if you just had his outfit, With no that was the thing that it's, head. I can see the reason why they've done it, but also the thing, like you say, is it's in a way it stood out too much mm. from the theme, and that all the other outfits were just on racks, yeah. so to say, you know, a mannequin without a head, um, whereas his was just full blown wax model. Um, but I think the thing you and me got out of it as well from that room was the fact that. The TARDIS was a hell of a lot bigger than we suspected. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was, but then whenever you went round the corner, that's whenever you saw... Valley, valley, valley. That's whenever you <laughs> saw the 10th, the 9th and 10th Doctor's TARDIS, which was like a proper replica, and you'll see this in the video. But in the background, they just had the valley, de- you know, like the 
uh, David Tennant regenerating into Matt Smith from whenever he actually got into the TARDIS to show you, you know, like its last moment, so to speak. So you can see like the inside of the door with the um, hat rack, coat rack beside it. Um, and then, you know, like you could see like whenever you walk around the little video screen and everything. But you watch the video that I do, I trip going up the stairs, so <laughs> it, it like wobbles a bit. But also notice whenever I'm videoing the TARDIS and then I go round, there's a guy standing there and he looks like he's bending backwards. Mm-hmm. He's going, he's like standing like that and then you see him going like that, yeah. but he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, what is the point of this? Oh dear. Um, but you see like the chair and like the actual foam on the railings as well, which was pretty cool. I do think was cool. amazing, like was just that you could, it was basically the full blown set. Yeah, and that you know they had the door, <coughs> and they even had it perfect in that it had the light bulbs above the door, and they were on. Yeah, so like it was lighting up the police yeah. box sign, mm-hmm. um, and the attention to detail on that set was amazing. Apart from obviously that, because it even had the likes of the wee sticky notes on the TARDIS's display screen on the yeah. console. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has like a thing there. I'll take a couple of photos of to do with like the TARDIS through the years. And then whenever you walked down, you had, like, the outfits. Mm-hmm. So you had, like... Uh, well, not spoiled who it was that was there. But the one thing that I would say is that, in hindsight, now, it would have been nice for them to have the Brigadier's outfit there. Yeah. That you was know. one major one that was not there. Yeah. You know, I can understand them not having <laughs> the vast majority of... Uh, previous companions outfits there yeah like the like to say you know like they had Sarah Jane's but it looked like it was like a newer one you know that it one was, that she wore in, in school yeah. reunion or school reunion, whatever reunions, but obviously you don't have the likes of say Liz Shaw or Joe Grant or whatever or um, you know it's just the fact that Brigadier appeared with like pretty much everyone it would have been perfect for what was next after that B area yeah you had Davison's TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Well, Davison's. I call it Davison's TARDIS because it's what I identify with him, but obviously a bit of Baker, Davison, Barton. Yeah, but you saw you know. Davison the picture yeah, there, so. They were displaying it as Davison's yeah. TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, but then beside that was the exterior of the 80s TARDIS, so yeah. the one that was mm-hmm. used during Davison's era. I think that would have been the perfect place to have the Brigadier's outfit as well. Yeah. Would have been over with the TARDIS because yeah. on that one all you had was the TARDIS and then what was it, what was the statue again? I can't remember the name of it but it was the thing that killed Ness's father Zyg- Zygon or something no not that not that I don't remember um, what it's called but you only had so you only had that on one side so there was a blank space to the left of the 80's TARDIS mm-hmm. so you know you could easily put up a wee stand that had the, the Brigadier's outfit on it because, you know, even if it was just like a bit of a unit section or something like that as well. Yeah, true. Like if it was Brigadier Benton and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, definitely the uh, Davison TARDIS uh, interior was a standout moment for me. <laughs> but the scary thing about it was actually how small, of, how small the setup for it was. Because they didn't have... Uh, much to the side or anything like that. Melker or something. Yeah. yeah. It's called, apparently. But they didn't have much besides just the centre console of Davison's. You know, they had a bit of the walls in the background. Yeah. But it's obviously the way um, 
the interior of Davison's one was set up in comparison to Tenant's. Mm-hmm. Not the way the door system was different, so they couldn't yeah. have those up. It's just because the, the doors were too big. For me, it, you know, like it was nice to see it like, fluctuating and stuff, oh, but yeah. for me, it kind of lacked something. It's because, obviously, it was older, it was done on a different budget, and then we'd been, you know, by that stage, you've seen two TARDIS, you've seen yeah. the latest TARDIS, mm-hmm. and you've seen Tennant's TARDIS. Yeah. So when you get the Davison's one, and it's reasonably titchy in comparison to the <laughs> others, you're just a wee bit, like, it's not as impressive. Yeah. I was happy enough with it because I was like, oh, I'm getting to see Davis and Stardust, but <laughs> for wee kids that'll be running about, it'll just be like, oh, right. Yeah, because in the video you hear the... Light one. And then the video you hear the wee kids saying, like, oh, it's the fifth... Tar- no, it's the... Sixth Yeah, and then one goes, no, it's the sixth Tardis. It's the sixth Doctor's Tardis. Argumenti- argument... Ugh. Argumentative. Argu- arguing with his parent. <laughs> and then around the corner from the costumes was the... Like the Time Lords, so you saw like the um, Masters, um, the Time Lord, and like um, Rassilons with the glove, which was kind of neat. Um, but then you had monsters. Yeah, and then when Ooh. you go, you're going from like the heroes kind of, and then from leading from the Masters, you're going into the Cybermen. Um, that was awesome. And then they had like weird kind of music on it as well. Yeah, like that. <coughs> so you just basically had the, the helmets and you had some replica ones and some like original ones. Um, and then once you went through there, you saw Davros sitting. That was sweet. With, with all the Daleks, all the different Daleks, Daleks from. through the ages. Exactly. Um, so you went from like the really old one to the modern day bright yellow la la teletubby kind of one power ranger um and then after that what happened after that was that that was just all the monsters then you know like so you had the likes of we'll not go through every single one but what would be the standout monster for you oh and alan missed the absorbalot to be totally Um, honest i'm not that worried (laughs) um standout monster for me um I did, I did love seeing the Daleks, but for the effort that had been put into it, um, I had to have to say, yes, it's not a monster, but it was bad. You know, it was a bad guy in an episode. Was the robot? Yeah, I would it say that as well. Completely, it just draws your attention. And yeah, because it's like a bit like all the other ones are like kind of you know, mostly like human size, but the robot is absolutely huge. Because you see, you see uh, in the video that we have up that. Chris films it for the first time, and then he kind of swings around and does some other things, but then he comes back to it just yeah. because it draws your attention yeah. so much. Um, but I think the half looked pretty cool as well. Yeah, because they, they, they were a monster I didn't really like in terms of when they were in the episode, but as, yeah. a, you know, as a thing there to look at, they were very impressive. And then Alan and I got exclusive access to the face of Poe. Po. Po. When Chris says exclusive <laughs> access, I, I'll, it was basically us going... What's behind this curtain? Oh, look, it's the face of Bo. And you just see, you'll just see, like, me videoing it, and I'll just walking up, taking a photo, and then somebody going, uh, mate, this, mate, you're like, uh, yeah, you're, you're not allowed in here. All right, okay, okay. Oh, sorry, mate, don't worry about it. He's like, oh, don't worry about it, it's all right. <laughs> Did you worry about and it? I was just like, ha, the picture has been got, I don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, so, like, you had all the monsters there, which you'll see in the video, and then whenever you went round the corner, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you learn to walk like a monster. 
Yeah, but we didn't do that. We uh, learned how to op- Crest Edge, Crest Edge. Don't tell me. We learned how to operate so a Dalek, and Alan going, <laughs> making all these noises, making all these noises. And you hear Chris saying, "Let the kids have a go." Because there's we we watch a video. There's a couple of wee kids walking around as if to go like, "Mummy, with it." Walking around. Dalek control was quite good though. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and then you had stuff from the Christmas Carol. So you had his chair. You had the the. Uh, Isomorphic. Isomorphic. It was like the Sky Master control. Yeah, and then you had the thing that. Um, there were, it were the wee tomb thingy that Catherine Jenkins goes sleepy, freezy, bye bye. Yeah. And then you had like just um, um, a thing showing the season six trailer, and then around the corner was the shop. Because you notice Chris in the video gets perfect timing, and then you hear the. Yeah. Of, uh, River's gun, and he turns around, and you just see her blowing on the gun. It's like, fair enough, Chris. Blow my gun all the time. Oh, none of that. <laughs> Uh, so um, we went in the shop and I went crazy man yeah I was just like mm, DVD is brilliant so like first series of this Doctor is, Who this is the Eccleston series yes that I saw today in Sainsbury's for 12 pounds 71 pounds well, for any series well done BBC so whether well it's done. the first series or whether it's the fifth series 71 pounds and I was just like, oh, cool, because the way they had the DVDs arranged was really smart, because they had arranged in doctor order. So you had, like, Hartnell, then you had um, Triton, then you had Pertwee, etc., etc. So I was looking just to see if there was any DVDs that I would like to get, and it was just, like, looking going. They were all, like, £22. Yeah. They were all... And you can get them on play for, like, what, 12 Yeah, some of them, though, I was having a look today. I've been bidding on a couple on eBay for 99p. Been on a Sylvester McCoy one. It was his last one um, for 99p. So I thought, oh well, I'll go for that and see. So I'm just thinking, I didn't buy uh, any DVDs. In fact, you didn't buy any no. DVDs. Um, I Doctor bought, Who like, DVDs were bought mind in this trip, but not yeah. at the Doctor Who experience. Um, so you'll actually also see, sorry, in the uh, video, me looking around extremely. Uh, in a concentrating manner. Yeah, and it looks like he hit into someone because then the woman in front of you like looks around. And then so I look say, around as well. Yeah, she's like, what have I done? Um, but I bought like a book, uh, like the Doctor's Companions, which chronicles all his companions, whether they be actual proper companions or like Sergeant and Benton the, or whatever. Uh, debate has been solved and it does class in that book the Brigadier as a companion. Yeah. Um, which was nice to read even though I had some idiot beside me on the plane not Alan a different kind of idiot beside me on the plane which was just a pain in the backside. Um, so yeah it was just a case then of went round and saw what I wanted to buy um, one thing that one thing that was kind of strange was the the array of audiobooks they didn't have that yeah. many considering whenever we went to, whenever we were in Forbidden Planet the day before mm-hmm. the amount of audiobooks they had there was quite scary very huge um, so I spent the grand total of £7.30 on my book hey, Alan big spender <laughs> how much money did you spend? £56 it was actually 53 wasn't it? with your discount oh, discount yeah, fifty-three yeah. pounds. So we'll call it fifty-five pounds. Um, yeah. So I bought loads of things. I bought pre- yeah. presents, and then I bought some stuff for myself. So. Yeah. So we bought like a couple of mu- uh, mug and glasses. Yeah. And I stuff. bought myself a Peter Davison uh, mug. Yeah. I bought a Tom Baker wallet for uh, Stevie. Um, Was that for him? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were giving him something else. No, no. He's getting. He's no. Well, 
by the time this is up, he's called it. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> um, and then I've got a toy Dalek and various other different accoutrements. And he bought the Sonic Screwdriver yeah. for 15 points whenever the day before I went, Look, Alan, this is a tenner. Alright, didn't buy it. So I wasted a fiver on a screwdriver whenever he could have got it for a tenner. Oh, well. Silly man. You can't take it with you even though I'm only 21. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the Doctor Who experience in a nutshell. Apart from the fact that the shop, basically like the counter and certain display stands were mini TARDISes. Yeah, which you'll see in the video as well. Um, but yes, we went and got our coats back and we were like, we have to go. So we went and saw a lovely lift man who was a different lift man than the lift <laughs> man we had earlier lifting up. And he's just like, hey man, where can we get a taxi? Just put your hand out. Da-da, and then a taxi appeared. It was amazing. So it was back to Paddington. It was all crazy and manic again. And then that was... Uh, then we ended up back in TGI's again for the evening, uh, having went to HMB, where Chris bought a couple of DVDs of Doctor Who. That's right, Peter Davidson! The only things uh, that were bought, guys, <laughs> on this trip, besides food and travel, yeah. were Doctor Who related. Simple yes. as that, because I bought the Doctor Who stuff in the Doctor Who experience, and Chris bought, uh, bought Doctor Who uh DVDs in HMV that night, and then yeah. obviously his uh, Peter Davison T-shirt the previous day in Forbidden Planet. And I got more DVDs on mo- whenever I record this because um, I was off. I went up to Belfast on Monday and got the Paladin Tales and what was the other one? Oh, For the Doomsday, um, which was quite good. And I watched the other day, and then I watched the Curse of Peladon um, the other nice, which was good. Uh, I need to watch the other one with Sarah Jane, but I've noticed that it's over two hours long, mm-hmm. so I kind of need to be um, mentally, in the mentally set for that one. Yeah, because it's well, it's done part way anyway, so well, it shouldn't be too bad then. Not, not that bad anyway. But that was basically our Doctor Who experience. Because there wasn't anything stuff. groundbreaking on the Saturday, because Saturday was basically chilling out in the hotel. Yeah, even though it was yeah, just like all and I were in our separate beds, um, and then all we heard at like half nine in the morning was room service. Housekeeping, and I felt like going. No, Consuela, go away. Mrs. Superman, no here. And I just like lifted my head up and looked around. She went like, and then she just closed the door. And then Chris gave um, her the death stare. I was just like, oh, well, I'm up now. I'm about to yeah. go. That was pretty uh, much the wake up call. Yeah, um, but then so we watched Jeremy to... Kyle have <laughs> a top gear. Uh, relaxed, and then we got the bus back to the airport, and then we had some cool food in what was it? It was like the Spruce Goose or something, Tin Goose uh, <laughs> restaurant. And I had a sausage crusty bap, which was pretty darn sweet. And Chris had like some soup, tomato soup, which was lovely. Um, and then we had to walk miles and miles and miles. Well, actually, it was 15 minutes uh, in Heathrow <laughs> to get to our gate. But we had the help of the super crazy floor escalator. Oh, that's right, which you can actually fart quicker than. Yeah. It was that slow. Uh, so then we got on plane. I was reading my book, crammed in between Alan and this guy who went, Hey, I've got a hat. I'll put my hat over yeah. my face it's and then I'll go to sleep. Basically, a cr- case of uh, we were sitting there and this guy had originally been wheeled onto the flight in a wheelchair and then the girl came over and said, Do you require a wheelchair in Belfast, sir? And he's like, No. Like, so he's like, No, my legs will be better. Um, and then he fell asleep and basically 
took up both armrests. Yeah, because then he uh, put down his tray thing in front of him and like put his arms in that. And I thought, like, look, if I need to go for a, a wee, you're going to get booted in the face. Mm-hmm. So I, whenever he pulled his, his hat over his face, I turned around now and I went, don't wake my friend, he's dead tired. Yeah, like Arnold. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, commando. And then so we arrived safe and soundly back in Belfast. And uh, at this stage, we were going to, this was the last day of our holidays from work as well and Chris had been going oh you have to go into work tomorrow Alan and blah blah and then Chris received an email saying he had to go to work tomorrow yeah, and it was off then, and I was like yay it's just like that's just typical of my luck that I asked for that Sunday off and I didn't get it and I have no fine right at the time recording this I'll be working whenever this goes out too because Claire she don't do Sundays <laughs> we both be going to be working today when this goes out <sighs> great I can't wait. Yay! So yeah, that's the Doctor Who experience trip. Yes, so um, the next episode will be an Xbox special. Um, you, you're dealing with the X Factor. No. <laughs> uh, Dirt's favourite wrestler of all time, uh, above the Miz. X Factor. Hey. X Moon. Yeah. Break it down. <laughs> I hate X Pac with a passion. He's crap. Um, one night in China, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so yes, Xbox special next episode. And then after that, we're going to do a film special, um, which we may have somebody helping us with um, getting back okay, to. We'll also be doing a WrestleMania special in and around the time as well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, we will be doing a film special, which will obviously be after the wrestling. Let's get that clear. So it's Xbox, uh, WrestleMania. No, nope, Xbox, sorry, then we're doing something else wrestling related before then. Yeah, sorry, yes, I forgot about that. So we'll probably do, it'll probably go, this is obviously up, and then Xbox special air on the 20th. When I've come back from New York, baby. And then the week after that, we'll put up the, um, we'll put up the WrestleMania special because we want to actually get that done before WrestleMania. then, before WrestleMania, so I'll be like the, say that. 27th or whatever or 20 well, whatever and then whatever the week after that the week after that we may have like the um, we're going to do like a look back at one of the um, top years in wrestling yes, um, so, so we'll be talking about that just to encapsulate that'll go up on Wrestlemania um, the wrestling whistle yes yeah, so one will go up last year Wrestlemania one went up Wrestlemania time whereas this will go up the Wrestlemania special will go up before Wrestlemania and then the other one will go up on Wrestlemania so you'll still have some wrestling to talk about whatever he said something like that we'll probably forget about it and then we'll go like hello we're here to talk about Zelda and it'd be great and you have a thought and green and be like where's my lucky charms and stuff like that what he said yes so even though this is a short episode it's like 42 minutes that's not bad well, it's all good times indeed so <laughs> from come fly with me at the airport no and time flight going like surely 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 oh, there'll be no, no coffee then yeah, I was well, like, oh it? my god it's a Peter Master and I'd be like oh what a surprise you didn't know it was I, I know so don't act like you did because you didn't so um, so yeah so that's basically it for this episode so head over to popculturenetwork.com and uh, click us, on the shop everything Operation Retroshock logo and click on that and see the video and then this will probably be below it and then uh, you can go to Operation Retroshock 
shop shop of like spread the shirt will be under both the video and the summary for this episode and we like spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash operation retro slog oh and by the way Clock. and by the way oh, yes. uh, who, who was it sorry who was it who won the game Mr. Lacey yes Mike Lacey won the Playstation 3 game so Mike you need to get in touch with us at either ventoman at popculturenetwork.com or Alan Price at popculturenetwork.com that's A-L-L-A-N-P-R-I-C-E uh, yeah. yeah so <laughs> you need to uh, send us the he sent us a uh, picture, um, but you need to resend it to us so we can upload it, and um, we will then give you a choice of what PS3 game you would like, and we shall send it to you. Um, it's like a choice of three. You don't get to choose like anyone. Go like, oh, I want more of us Capcom Three, which is the best game ever. I'll be like, no, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's not best game ever. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It is. No, it Shut up. I've had five traded in one day. What? <laughs> Got you. Face. Face. Uh, yeah. So I have been Christopher teens. And I have been Alan Price. I will kill you now. <laughs> bye bye. Delete. Doctor Who yourself. The thing I most want to do is go, is go on and see with my kids, really, and see what they think of it. And, uh, and if, it, if it grabs them, I think it will. I think we've got something really good and really special there. Please don't panic. Everything's fine. It's good to have the interaction with, uh, with the Matt Smith character. I liked it when we were watching the 3D film. That was good. And the weeping yeah. angel's hands came out, I was like screaming really loud. <laughs> I didn't take my eyes off of it because I've seen it on TV so many times because I always watch it over and over again and I just can't believe I'm standing so close to it. It was interactive so we all got to do a bit. We weren't just standing there like we all got to move things. They actually moved so it's really good that it's and interactive. It, and it felt like you was a part in, like, in, the, in the series. It looked like you was actually there. <laughs> it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> I enjoyed every bit of it. I'm going to do it again now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.